0: Soldiers, we got blood to bleed. This is our fate in the balance. So let's fight with the vengeance. Up.
1: What's good everybody? Welcome to the Florida State League Radio Network. Happy to have you guys on the show today. My name is Dylan. As always, I'm your host today as we are here on Spotify and iHeartRadio. Always happy to have you guys listening to the show, and today we got a very special guest today, Mr. Dan Straley, who is currently in the KBO, but he, if you guys recognize the name, he is a former Major League pitcher. He played with the Oakland Athletics, the Chicago Cubs, the Houston Astros, the Cincinnati Reds, Miami Marlins, and also the Baltimore Orioles just recently uh, as of last season, Um, but we're very excited to have him on because, you know, obviously playing in the KBO, a lot of different changes with everything going on, and it's really one of the first leagues that has came into actually playing and stuff uh, live sports. So I think it's really cool, and we'll, we'll get to talking to Dan about the KBO. But we'll kind of go through his minor league career. Obviously, he played in the Florida State League, so I had to get him on the show, and um, we'll also go through his major league career as well. So Dan, welcome to the show, man. Happy to have you on. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The uh, Florida State League. Uh... Was let's see a rehab step mm-hmm. for me, but I have numbers in that league, so yeah. I am I am happy to come on here. I don't have much uh, in terms of stories for you mm-hmm. from the Florida State League, but as uh, you mentioned, my journey has had a lot of different stops along the way. So I'm sure we'll unpack something with some of your questions.
1: Yeah, definitely for sure. So we'll get to my first question. Uh, it is about the Florida State League. You know, what was your time like? Your your brief time, but you got to be in the Florida State League, you were with the Hammerheads, We were with the Miami Marlins organization. What was it like... You know, to be with the Hammerheads, or you know, with the Hammerheads, just for those few games and stuff. And what did you think of the level of play in the Florida State League? I mean, we've seen a lot of great players come through this league. I mean, there are a lot of rehab guys who come through this league as well. But I mean, we've seen a lot of good young up-and-coming talent. What did you think of the level of play when you got to play in the league? And and what was it like being in Jupiter and being with the Hammerheads for uh, the short time that you were there?
0: Yeah, I uh, I was there on rehab, like you mentioned, so. I only was there for the games that I pitched in um, and uh, you could say the first one was in, I think it was in Daytona and it was kind of cool to see because I'd never had, never really played in a place that had something like the Daytona 500 there to just like go like check out and like me and my wife and my son like went and checked it out um, like earlier in the day before my start just to go like see what it was all about and like it was cool and it was my first rehab game back and like I definitely didn't fully, like, trust myself to, like, go let it rip on the mound. And uh, I paid for it that day. Like, it was kind of... I wasn't there for results, but as soon as you start pitching, like, the competitor in you just, like, comes out. And it... uh, Coming through through that rehab stint, I finally understood, like, what rehab stints are all about and, like, what they're meant for. And it's for you to just, like, get that trust back in yourself um, as an athlete. But, um, like you mentioned, like the the talent levels it's kind of it's kind of cool in a way to be like, you know, on at, at the peak if you will, in the major leagues and you come back down for a rehab and like you're learning names of people that you hope to see or they hope to join you someday, right? Mm-hmm. And like some of the people like I've never even heard of and like I'm looking around and they were like guys were some of my like, guys on my team were like hitting walk offs in the college world series or first or second rounders the year before that I just had never met or heard of kind of thing. Like, because once you get removed far enough from like that portion, like you don't really hear about it or see about it too much unless you like actively like look out and see like who the prospects are. But there's not a whole lot of time for that when you're trying to get guys out in the big league kind of thing. So it was, it was cool to see some of the, the up and comers, if you will, um, for the brief time I got a chance
1: to be there, yeah, definitely. And you get to kind of know their stories too, and get and a lot of those guys have really pretty f- cool stories to talk about as well. Because they, you know, as you said, they have something like they hit a walk off during the College World Series, or they, you know, they did something really cool in in the minor leagues or something. So yeah, it's definitely neat to get to to re you know kind of get to see those guys and, and get to know them more and really get to see how their stories and stuff are and see their progression up to that point. and And they work, I tell you what, man, they work their butts off. If you really got to see, I mean, they work so hard and, you know, a lot of those guys have to leave their families because they're from other countries, from Venezuela, from Cuba, from whatever the case may be. They're, they're from different countries and they just work their butts off just to try and make it to the major leagues. It's really, uh, really cool and fascinating to see their stories and, watch it unfold it definitely is a a neat thing to see.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And it kind of brought me back to like when I was in I was in the California League when I was up and coming Mm -hmm. and we were really close to Oakland. So we would get major league rehabbers, especially pitchers, um, coming through town and I just remember being in the shoes of the guy that was in you know, when you're in high A like that's your like that's your big league. Like that's that's the level that you're ready to be at essentially. And until you beat that, that level, you you know, you're, you're there. And so when I get, like, like actual big leagues coming through, like, I remember just, like, thinking, like, man, like, in awe of these guys, like, thinking, just watching every single thing they do. And those guys taught me how to act, essentially, when it was my turn to do it, my rehab. And it was my very first rehab assignment, and it was my ninth year of playing. And it was just, like, you know, but I had that experience of watching the other guys and how they handled business, little things, like, buying the guys food to just, like, making sure you're available, like, answer questions and, like, help guys out because that's how you win as an organization is, is constant pipeline of, like, good talent coming through because guys move on, guys go different places, guys get traded, guys get hurt, guys, just so it's, like, always, like, this, this upflow of, of talent and uh, was just really just trying to be a positive influence to anything or anybody that wanted to talk or have any questions
1: yeah, definitely for sure, for sure. I understand what you're coming from. And, and speaking of Oakland, we'll we'll bring it into our next question here. You know, being from California, obviously, what was it like to be able to make your debut for the Oakland Athletics? You know, being from California? Obviously, you were from uh, Redlands, California. So you're not. You you're a little farther away to Oakland, but you're I mean it's still a California team. So what was it like to be able to you know make your debut for the Oakland A's in California? And what was it like to be able to just walk into the stadium for the first time, walk into the clubhouse, meet your teammates for the first time as an Oakland A and what what would just describe all of your emotions and what was it like?
0: So my baseball card says California, but I grew up in Oregon. Oh, okay. Um my I was like four or three when my fer- my parents moved us up to Eastern Oregon. Um, but nonetheless, it's close enough. And I, I lived in Western Oregon um, for a couple of years before that. And at my debut, there was like 100 people that drove down, which was incredible. It was an 18-inning game. They all hung it out till 2 a.m. and met me back to the hotel just to say hello, goodbye, before a few of them actually got back in the car and drove back to Oregon right after that. But um, I was never in, like, I was never a big prospect until the year I got called up to Oakland. And so I was never at major league camp. Um, I was never a part of that. I was always in minor league camp until I made it to the big leagues. And so meeting my manager for the very first time, essentially, was the day before my big league debut. Meeting a lot of my teammates was the day before my big league debut. The media even asked me about some of the things. The Bernie Lean was really big in Oakland at the time, and like they brought it up to me, the media did, and I was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And they're like, "It's like literally like the biggest thing in Oakland right now," and I just had to be like, "Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but to be quite honest, like I haven't been paying attention to Oakland baseball. I've been paying attention to Midland Texas or you know Midland uh, Rockhounds and then mm-hmm. Sacramento River Cats. Like that's that's where I was at." Yeah. And. So I was like kinda like behind the eight ball and like the, the trendy stuff if you will from like the word go. Um, but quite honestly like like I said earlier, like when I was in high A, like that was my big leagues and then double A, that was my big leagues, and Triple A, that was my big leagues. So like when I got called to the big leagues, like I knew that meant that I was ready. And the people that make those decisions, like they don't just hand out major league starts. And so the people that made those decisions, I knew that I was ready and I was extremely comfortable and I got a chance to come up there on a Friday night in Oakland on like and make my debut in front of like 32,000 people and it was awesome like it was a really cool experience to just like I'm sure there was nerves but like it happened so fast like I found out on Wednesday I was pitching on Friday type of thing and like it just happened so fast that like you don't really have time to get nervous but there's always the concept too of like I'm really good at one thing on this planet and that's throwing baseballs, so for me to go do what I'm good at, like there's like almost like a calming effect because it is something I'm very comfortable in, albeit on the biggest stage possible. Um, yeah, once the once you get there and get going, it's just it's just like any other baseball game, and that, and that part holds true no matter where you are.
1: Yeah, especially yeah for sure, and especially too with a team like Oakland, I mean you know, a team that their fan base is such a, such a great fan base. I mean, you watch on like YouTube, they always have videos of like the fans and stuff. And it, it's definitely, you know, the, the, that must've been a, a really cool thing just to be around all those fans for, you know, like that big of a crowd, I mean, for the one of the, you know, probably one of the first times in your career, you know, that must've been really cool to be around that big of a crowd. And how, what was it, how crazy was it to like, how crazy was a crowd and stuff, you know, to be around and, and, how lively were they when you were there?
0: Yeah, it was more than double the size of any crowd I'd ever pitched in front of. Um, a few weeks before, I'd pitched in front of fifteen thousand or so in AAA, and at that time, I was like, "Oh my gosh, like that's a lot of people." And it, you get there, and like the 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 moment for me, like I knew I was, like I knew I was in the big leagues. Was I was at this point like a top prospect in the A's system, and so, like, they knew who I was when I got there, and as I'm, like, walking out the field, it's a pretty long walk between, like, the clubhouse down the stairs, around to the dugout, and then walk all the way out, and you're right in front of the fans the whole way out to the bullpen. And By no means was the stands full when I go out to warm up, but people just started chanting my last name, and, like, just, like, this echo of, like, straightly kept happening, and I was just, like, I kinda got the chills and I was like, Oh my gosh, like guys be quiet, like you guys are making me nervous. Like but I didn't throw one strike in my warm ups. My pitching coach has never seen me throw before and he's watching this for the first time and he's probably just like, Oh great. Um, here we go. And I got off to the mound and I'm like I still I, I kid you not, like I don't think I threw a strike in my whole warm up and I throw the first pitch of the game, just dotted fastball. I ended up throwing seventy strikes that night, and like that's that's a that's a that's like a goal every time out. And like I found out later that not many people have done that in their in their big league debuts to begin with. But to go up there and throw seventy strikes on a night like my very first night in front of that crowd that I'd never pitched in front of just like showed me that like immediately that I did have what it took. I did have the mental capacity to handle the whole gamut of, of emotions going on with that. Mm -hmm. and that I was ready to to be in this situation and pitch at this level.
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely. Uh, I understand where you're coming from with that. Um, Let's get to my next question here now. Um, You know, obviously during your... Excuse me, wrong question. Um, You know, as a pitcher during your major league career, you, you played at so many different stadiums. You played at dome stadiums. You played at outdoor stadiums before. You even played at outdoor stadiums in your minor league career as well. But... You know, is there a different approach when you would pitch inside an indoor stadium compared to maybe an outdoor stadium? Is there a different approach as a pitcher when it comes to, you know, pitching into like in a dome stadium, say, uh, let me just make an example, like the Trop or my or Marlins Park? Is there a different approach that you would take in pitching in those type of stadiums compared to, you know, pitching in an outdoor stadium, say like Cincinnati or uh, I'm trying to think what else, There's outdoor stadiums, um, d- like Dodger Stadium. Every other one. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um,
0: no, there's really not. Like, you don't even really notice that there's, like, you're in a dome. Like, a lot of them, there are a lot of places that have roofs that close, right? But, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they're, like, just, like, air-conditioned building. Like, Seattle's closed, but, like, it's still open to the environment. Um other places closed, but there's no. It's not like they're air conditioned. Essentially, like they're just they're just domed, and uh, or you no know, roofs, retractable roofs. But mm-hmm. you really don't notice it like that. Like you just, you just go, just go play the game. And there are certain ballparks that you do have to be aware of your surroundings more, um, because in a smaller ballpark, hitters tend to get big and they try to hit more homers, and that can be yeah. to your advantage as a pitcher. And the opposite of that is, um, after like a few starts I had in Miami, uh, Don Mattingly came up to me and was like, "Hey, like you know, you're not in Cincinnati anymore. Like you don't need to pitch like to, to weak contact so much. Essentially, like just pitch to contact. Like yeah. guys have a really hard time hitting it out of this ballpark. Like you don't need to be so fine. But I was still used to that Cincinnati, where a pop up could be a homer, essentially, and." So it's not so much the dome or the inside or outside, like, the wind effects or what, what have you, but it's more of, like, pitching to, like, the size of the ballpark and letting your strengths, like, excel in whatever ballpark you're in because no matter where you are, like, I was in Stockton, California, and right center field was, like, 278 feet or something, like, really short like that. It's called the Jackson Rancheria Back Porch, and it, like, it was, like, this daunting thing to, like, opposing pitchers because it was so small. But as the home team, we were used to it. And so it was like just almost like less pitches to the glove side worked. And that's how we like attacked it as a season. And we had a lot of success there. But then our hitters hit a lot of home runs into that, that little short porch because they like were also used to other pitchers, like what they were trying to do when they come in there. And if a guy pitches in, like that's perfect for a lefty mm-hmm. because it's 278 feet to right center field. Like that's that's nothing. And so, like, it's more like pitching to, like, the dimensions of the ballpark in a way, um, or pitching to, like, the atmosphere you're in instead of, you know, so much like if there's a roof or not.
1: Yeah, definitely. I understand what you're what you're coming from. And definitely, like, the shorter ballparks, too, you know, that definitely, you know, the, the smaller the ballpark, obviously, the the better chance you have to, to hit a home run and stuff in the ballpark. But, um, no, I understand where you're coming from on that and how it really doesn't play an effect onto it, so... I understand where where you come from, and my next question is: Oh, I, I thought this was a, be an interesting question because, you know, not a lot of people know how pregame works for you guys in the major league level. You know what what is it like for you as a pitcher, at least? You know, before you have to make a start, what is it like? What is like your pregame? What do you do before a game to get ready before start? Is there any little rituals you do or any like traditions that you do at all? And and what was different? You know, was there a different Pre-game for you when you were in the minor league level compared to when you were in the major league level. I mean, obviously, you you know you have better facilities at the major league level. Um, but was there ever a different approach when it came, or a different pre-game approach when it came to the minor league level compared to the major leagues?
0: Um, for myself, no, because I understand that like a lot of things can change throughout your day, no matter what city you're in, and so my routine really started at like five o'clock I would go take a shower and you can do that at any clubhouse and any organized baseball field essentially in, or any affiliated baseball field essentially in America. And so I never put like an expectation on like what my day was before that, if you will. It was always like, okay, once five o'clock hits, like I take a shower and that's like when I, that's like the start of my routine. And from that point, I'm at the baseball field, I get in my uniform and I get get ready to work and that kind of, No matter what's going on in my day, no matter what's going on at home or anywhere else, like, at that moment when I jump in the shower, like, that's when, like, everything I do is just my game, just my outing, just getting prepared to go get as many outs as possible for myself that
1: day. Yeah, definitely. I understand where you're coming from on that. You know, just you're focused on having a good game, having a a good start and being able to put out a good outing, not worrying about anything that's... Going on outside of the outside of your uh, baseball stuff, so I, I understand where you're coming from on that. And and let's get into my next question. So obviously, as talking about earlier and when I introduced you, you play with a lot of different teams, and you play with teams who have been playoff contenders, and then you play with teams who are younger, who had their you know ups and downs throughout the season. You know what was it like? What was different? You know when it came to playing with a more younger um, inexperienced teams say with like a Baltimore or a Miami who are kind of in rebuild modes you would say and then playing a t- on a team that was more of like a playoff contender with a team that you played like on Oakland and such or even Chicago what, what was that like you know was there ever a difference you can feel when it came to playing with the younger guys and stuff compared to playing with a team that was more of a playoff contender had a lot of veterans and stuff was there ever a difference playing on uh those type of teams yeah, so I've been
0: fortunate. Like you said, I've played on a lot of different teams. And when I was in Oakland, we were young. But we were, like, almost, like, arrogant young, like, cocky. And, like, like nobody realized we were young. Like, yeah. we didn't realize how young we were. Like, at one point, we had five rookies in our rotation. And, like, we were, like, proud of that. Like, we weren't, like, scared of that. Like I remember going into the playoff start, and this, this lady from Detroit, she was asking her questions, and she was like, you know, no offense, like, but, you know, everyone's pretty much heard of the Detroit rotation, and, like, we haven't heard of your rotation. Like, you know, talk, and I was like, well, no offense, but I've never heard of you. Like, making my point being like, like, that's just because you haven't looked out for us kind of thing. And the teams I've been on that with that are really good young have been groups of guys like that that are, like, essentially, like, not intimidated. They're just, like, just baseball. Like let me just yeah. give me the ball and then let's go play. Like mm-hmm. and I've been on teams with a lot of veterans and we still didn't win a ton of ball games. And it's like it's just kind of ebb and flow with that where it's like it doesn't really matter where you're at in time and space. It just matters like yeah. the type of focus you bring to the ballpark every single night for hundred and sixty what, one hundred and sixty two nights a year. Like that's really the biggest game changer is, is is obviously, you know, being intimidated to be there, being happy to be there, I and mean, then, like, you know, being there for just to be there as long as possible and win. Like, there's, it's, yeah. there's just different mentalities. So it just kind of matters, like, the the, the the group mentality of each place has been different. But being in Oakland showed me early on that, like, being young isn't, like, a bad thing at all. Like, you can win and be young.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, there there's a lot of teams that are... I mean, we look at teams like now. I mean, again with Oakland, they're such a young team. With a team like maybe Tampa Bay with the Rays right now, I mean, they're a young team as well, and they're winning ball games. They're making it to the playoffs and stuff. So yeah, definitely being young, you can still be have a chance to win. And and uh, you know, there's a lot of teams that are like that right now who are young and they're playing the best baseball in the major leagues. So, um, and and actually, you know, speaking of young, you you would get a young, you would be able to start young in the playoffs by making it to the ALDS with Oakland. What was that like being able to play in like the playoff atmosphere in Detroit, which is at the time that was a tough place to play because they were a a playoff contender. It felt like almost every year. And they, uh, I believe that year they made it to the world series that season. What was that like to get to play a team like the, the Tigers and on the road, but it was your first playoff start. What was that like to be able to play in the playoffs in such a big stage?
0: I mean, that's what you. That's what you show up for every year, right? Like you show up to, you don't show up to, you know, get your innings in or get your service time in. Like you show up to win. Like that's what you're there for. You show up to to try to win that championship. And I was fortunate that my first four years I was a part of playoff teams where we every you're always playing for something other than just the end of the season, and it was awesome. It was absolutely amazing to go into those moments, and, yeah, we lost Game 5 to Verlander both years 12 and 13. I was in Oakland, but, like, you can't ever, like, take those experiences away, and you you do, like, rely on those experiences in your life when it comes to pitching because, like, anything else, like, almost, like, after pitching in the playoffs or being in the playoffs, you're just, like, you're, it, you're comfortable because... You've pitched with the most pressure possible already. Like you've already done it, and so um, I was—I uh, wasn't on the playoff rosters, but I was with the uh, the Astros when we went into Yankee Stadium and was in the dugout when Keiko beat Tanaka in the wild card, and like to, to experience that, and then to go on to the to the ALDS against the Royals that year, and like just to see like these experiences, to be in these environments. Makes you more comfortable at any point along the way in your career. Like at, at some point, like you, you just kind of like you, you don't even really notice like the all the cameras, or you don't even think about like how many people are watching. You're just up there just doing your job, and that again just kind of comes with experience. But I really think that a lot of the in a lot of ways, for me, it all started in the minor leagues because. The A's. All but my very first year, every team I was on was a playoff team coming up through the minor leagues, and so I was almost like a part of. Like, even though you know, like people would be like, "Oh, well, it's just it's just high A or it's just double A or it's just," but no, like that was the level I was at. So like that was my playoff. That was my big leagues at the time, and so like you just kind of take all those experiences, and so like when you do it at the highest level, yeah, you haven't done it at that level yet but you've done it at your level on the way up and so i think that all those things really do attribute to like being comfortable in those environments and that's what allows you to be successful
1: yeah definitely for sure i understand what you're uh, talking about there um and and speaking of experience we'll, we'll get into my next question you would sign a contract over the offseason with the kbo and you're one of the you guys who are in the kbo who are former major leaguers who are american and stuff there is only a few spots that are reserved for non for like foreign players i guess you would say and you would sign with the uh giants which you would just sign this past offseason however currently right now you guys are playing with no fans you guys are on espn they have a game it's like every it's tuesday till sunday and then they guys got monday off through our time zone obviously you guys are in a different time zone you guys are a day ahead so currently it's sunday for you right now um you know what has it been like adjusting from playing in the major league playing in these you know big ballparks and you know such a well-known league and such a big following and such compared to playing in the kbo that you know even though it's in, you know, I, there's a lot of good things I've heard from people that have played in the league and such, but, you know, what has it been like adjusting from playing in the MLB and to playing in the KBO? I bet time has to probably be thing, you know, getting used to the Korean time zone and such. And mentally as a pitcher, how is it without no fans, and how's your approach different, you know, facing these KBO batters compared to facing the MLB batters?
0: Um, yeah, there's a lot in there. Um, the... Coming over here, like it's uh, yeah, it's different. Like different isn't bad. Different isn't good. It's just, it's just different. Um, the stadiums are like our stadium at home. Uh, for Lotte is like twenty three thousand people. Um, it's a big bowl, and you feel like almost like you're in like a smaller major league stadium in a way. Um, other places we've been to are like the place we're at right now is just a little older and. It doesn't quite have that, like, that, like, major stadium feel. Mm-hmm. But, like, you still can see, like, it's still bigger than, like, a lot of other places you play in. The KBO is known for having um, a lot of sellouts, a lot of just loud, crazy, almost like we would probably say, like, compared to, like, soccer games in the States where just, like, fans are they're cheering to different songs they come up with for each player throughout the whole game. They don't stop. They just dance and cheer the whole time. And... I haven't got to experience that part of it yet, but I get to experience, you know, coming here and and we're it, it is the big leagues over here. Like it's they have a minor league and a big league, and it's it's the big leagues here, and it's um, you know major television networks, and it's 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 their version of it, right? It's it's their country's main sport, and it's their version of it. And these guys take so much pride in it, and it's it is different. It's different baseball. Um, I just faced a team that I felt like you know I hadn't really. I hadn't seen them play before the day I pitched against them. And none of them were, like, trying to, like, take you deep. Like, all of them were just trying to, like, make contact. And so it's, like, for me, it's, like, a learning curve of, like, figuring out who's who in the league. Because in the States, I've faced the guys that i pitch against so many times that, like, I know who's who. I know what they're trying to do against me. They know what I'm trying to do against them. And it's just a matter of who can execute that day better. Over here, it's, like, I'm trying to execute a game plan. That until I kind of get some more fuel for it, like it's like, is that game plan gonna work? And I've had three starts. I've had one really good start, one like decent start, and one like so-so start kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like you're just like you're going, and I and I'm not talking about results. I'm talking about like the way like I read the hitters, the way I read the league, the way re- that I approached the game, and like. So it's just kind of like a learning curve to the whole thing. And so I think that, uh, you know, just like anything else, though, with, with experience comes confidence. And so once I have a few more games here, like I'm sure I'll have a lot better feel for the league. You know, you ask that yep. same question again in, in a month from now, and I'll probably have a different answer for you. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like one of those things. Right now we're just going. We're just happy. We're blessed to be playing baseball given, you know, the current state of the world. And we're just really – like, even though there are no fans, it's very quiet. It's very awkward at times because it's so quiet. Yeah. Um, big, important moments in a baseball game, and nobody's cheering for anybody. And it's just eerie at times. But and like in, in in the same breath, like it's okay
1: because we're just fortunate to be playing the game right now that we all love to play. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, and let's get into we'll, – actually, this is my final question for you today is, you know, what are your goals for the the 2020 KBO season and do you plan on playing more than just one season in the KBO or if you can put together a nice season do you hope that you can maybe get a call from an MLB team and get a second chance and I mean I know you're you know you want to be back in the major leagues want to be back you know playing in 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 you know back in the states and stuff but would you consider even playing another season in the KBO or do you hope that you know maybe by having a good year and stuff, you can be able to maybe get a phone call from an MLB team, possibly.
0: Yeah, dude, it's baseball. We don't, we have no clue what's in the future for okay. us as baseball players. Um, we're really only guaranteed today in baseball. Yeah. And so there is no expectation for me. The expectation is to put together a quality start 30 times out, and whatever happens, happens. Like, I've lived my whole career that way. Um, I was the 24th round draft pick, and... I've never stopped the mission of like how can I get better and how can I continue to get better as a baseball player, and that doesn't stop just because I come overseas. Like um, I've said many different times, like I really want my son to see me play in Major League Baseball. He's going to be three years old soon, so you know that means I need to be in a couple of years still be playing in the big leagues for him to be able to see that. So there is no, there's no plan. There's no like I'm. I came over here for one year. I came over here for two years. There is no plan like that. Like it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very just appreciative and happy to have a job where I'm getting to play baseball right now and whatever happens in the future. Like that's just part of my journey, part of my story. And right now my, my story and my journey has brought me to South Korea to play for the year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I really, I didn't think that like, this is where I would be, but I'm here and I, I'm enjoying it. Like learning a new culture, learning a new just a way of the game, like just seeing that, you know, I didn't, what I didn't even know about this place in terms of baseball. Like I think I'd never even like considered like that it would be this big over here even. Mm-hmm. And so just to come over here and experience it, it's just another part of my journey and I'm on year 11 and I hope to be playing like for 15, 15 years at least as a, as a professional baseball player. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the journey is for me, hopefully is nowhere near over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have no clue the direction it's going to go from here. Like, we just we just can't pull out a crystal ball and, and answer that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I understand what you're talking about, and and it's been fun to watch, man. The KBO, I've I've been watching. I've watched uh, some reruns at least, like they do rear on ESPN. It's, it's definitely been really cool to watch, just to be able to see live baseball, be able to see you know the guys, and for me personally, you know. I'm still even trying to get used to the names, you know, I want to cover the league a bit more, try and get it out there, and I know it's had so much great exposure, which I think is great, and it's almost like covering, I know it's like the major league, as you said, for uh, South Korea and stuff, and for Korea and all that, but, uh, I think it's cool that they're getting coverage and we get to learn about these players and get to see, you know, and get to not, you know, obviously we know you and and a lot of the other guys, but it's cool we get to see these other different players that we we might have never heard of and stuff, but this is an opportunity for us to get to know them and get to learn about their stories and get to learn how they play and stuff. I think it's definitely a, a cool thing that ESPN is able to do right now and Dan, I want to say thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It was a real pleasure. Good luck for the 2020 KBO season. Maybe I'll get to see one of your starts if I can wake up in the morning. I'm super tired every morning, and it's kind of early for me. But um, I hope to get to see one of your starts, and uh, good luck for the season. And it was nice talking to you today, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. And you're on. Any- welcome on anytime. So. Alrighty, guys, that is it for this episode. Again, thank you so much, Dan Straley, former Major League pitcher, has been on a few teams. Uh, I was really happy to have you on, and thanks for joining us here on the show. Really cool to talk about the KBO and everything going on with that. Um, and I think he – great, great, some great answers, and I really do like that last answer. You know, you can't just pull out a crystal ball. You just got to kind of, you know, go with the flow and, you know, make every day count and, and you know, try and, you know, See what happens from there. So I think that's a good answer from Mr. Dan Straley again. Thank you so much, Dan, for joining me. It was really, really cool to have you on, and probably a, a pretty prominent major leaguer. But yeah, I think it's been cool, man, to watch this KBO. Um, you know, I've I've seen a few reruns. I, I've seen. I just watched this morning. I watched like the the tail end of the Kia Tigers. That game was uh, it was like a blowout by the time I was watching it. But um i think it's cool i really do think it's awesome that they're they're espn is is putting the time putting in the effort to you know actually get these games out it was pretty funny i was listening to the broadcast and i guess one of the guys ipads uh i think his name is kyle that's what it said on the screen i'm not sure honestly who he was i've never seen him before on espn doing the games but um uh, he, he said his iPad died yesterday, I guess, before doing the show. So that was kind of funny. But, um, no, I think it's awesome, though, that they're covering this league. It's like it's like if they were covering minor league baseball. I think, you know, it, it, even though minor league baseball it gets exposure, but it doesn't get much exposure. And I think it would be cool if they had a TV deal of some sort as well with, like, ESPN or MLB Network or something in that nature, which I think would be awesome to see. But, yeah, I think it's cool that uh, the KBO is still playing. And I think, I, I think Dan's all right on what he said, you know, you're you're just happy that you are have a job. You're happy that you're still being able to play because right now in Major League Baseball, they're not being able to play, and he's getting able to play. He's still making money, being able to provide for his family, but he's also being able to get to play the sport that he loves, and I think it's really cool what he's being able to do right now, and I think it's cool what the KBO and ESPN and everybody else is being able to do right now because it's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be interesting, and they're already talking about the season, Mike come back and start in July. And then I look. Bryce Harper posted something on Instagram where he's talking about, well, here's an idea. Maybe we'll do it this way. It's definitely interesting. There are a lot of different ideas guys are throwing out and stuff. And um, what is it? They just announced that the MLB draft will go remotely. I mean, that was obvious. I mean, the MLB draft is in what? The MLB draft is like, hold on. It's like a few weeks. It's in June, so almost there. Um, I know the MLB draft is is usually i know it's usually in i'm at the mlb network studios they were going to do it this year in omaha i forgot about that um i I looked up at that and they were going to do it in omaha so i thought that was interesting but um anyways again thank you guys for listening thanks again to dan straley former mlb pitcher played with the oakland a's played with the um, marlins baltimore houston cincinnati chicago i'm probably missing a team in there and maybe i'm not i don't know um but yeah, those are all the teams he played for, so again, thank you so much. And he's now on the KBO, or is he is in the KBO now with the Lotte Giants, so again, uh, go go watch one of his uh, starts, hopefully you enjoy the KBO and can wake up at 5.30 in the morning. It's definitely early, but I, I, I made sacrifices this morning, I was waiting on him, his game was at 2 this morning, so or in his time, uh, two, at 2 p.m., so I had to... Make some exceptions. But anyways, again, thank you guys for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Pick Drafts, and Officials Depot. You can go look at all of our discount codes in the um, bio at the top of Spotify or our Radio. And also, thank you to Sam Tenez and Grayson Rogers for doing our intro music. It's always been a pleasure working with you guys. And uh, again, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, that I don't really know what else I got for you guys. I'm trying to think if I have any interviews this week. Nothing planned yet i'm still working on stuff i mean i'm gonna get interviews it's it feels like i'm getting an interview every week so um but anyways uh again go listen to our twitch we've had will stewart on so yeah go listen to our twitch that's been fun to do guys uh, me and virgil and uh tommy or dominic which it's tommy now dominic's currently on a leave of absence for right now but uh we'll, we'll hopefully to have him back here soon um but it, it's been fun to do it's been fun to work with everybody and uh Hopefully, you guys go check it out. It's on Twitch. If you guys don't know what Twitch is, it's like the streaming service. So, it's been fun to do. Anyways, guys, thank you guys for listening. Peace
0: out, and see you guys in the next podcast episode. Peace.